Utah Jazz defeat the Houston Rockets to win their ninth game in their last 10, but a 14-point lead with six minutes left disappeared, and that might be the headliner more than another win for the Jazz. We'll talk about that. Mike Conley's clutch threes and Donovan Mitchell's fabulous performance not to be forgotten. It's all coming up on Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone with you here from Houston after the Jazz seemingly had this game completely in control. I voiced as much on the air and then promptly lost a 106-92 lead in the final six minutes. Mike Conley did some massive things. Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell had some big games as well. But let's let's dig into the negative first, Ron. You're playing a team that is playing footloose and fancy free, but they've lost 10 in a row. You have them on the ropes, 106-92. What went wrong in the final six minutes of regulation? Well, you start having flashbacks of when they beat the Jazz in uh, what early in the year, and 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 how they they won the basketball game. But the Jazz doing something different defensively. I'm, I'm sure they'll get better at it. Uh, but you know, the, I thought the uh, the Rockets kind of took took advantage of that. I mean, they they position players a little bit different out there on the floor, and all of a sudden, Martin. Uh, Woods end up knocking down some threes, and you know Green had a pretty good night. But I thought in that fourth quarter it was Martin and 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 Wood that got things going. And they played a two-man game with Christian Wood and uh, Kevin Porter Jr. And the Jazz tried to have Gobert shadow in the middle with O'Neal guarding that. It allowed for open threes, but also in some other times, Gobert wasn't able to have an impact on it. They really just had their way offensively against the Jazz, and that's. That's troublesome because this is the same script by which teams play five out against us, Terrence Mann, in the playoffs, and they're able to have these runs, and the Jazz can't get the stops, and Gobert's not impacting the game defensively. Well, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, this is a test, I think, uh, and they'll get better at it. Uh, maybe the shift needs to be a little bit different uh, maybe to the point where Rudy doesn't have to close out that far. Maybe it, 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 it shift, might shift the other way. Uh, I'm not sure, but you know that's going to be a problem if they continue to if they don't get better at it. But it was a smart play, I thought, there by by Silas, you know, to make something like that to make something like that happen. You got to realize that um, you know when you have a, a team, like you just mentioned earlier, that's just play so loose and and you know they're not <clears throat> supposed to be very good. They had lost what nine in a row, ten in a row, and and so. Just threw up some shots and they went in, and, and the Jazz just couldn't put the fire out. All right, late in the ball game, Donovan Mitchell finds Mike Conley for two, if not three. Uh, Mike had three threes. I can't remember if Donovan assisted on all three of them, but Mike Conley in the clutch—that's pretty marvelous stuff. He is now twelve of twenty-two in the clutch from three this year. That's well. That's over fifty percent. Uh, monster one in closing regulation to put us up three, followed by Christian Woods three to force overtime with the Jazz. Good question about why the Jazz didn't foul. I think the answer is they, they haven't practiced it a lot and haven't done it. But frankly, when they there were plenty of opportunities there to foul safely, it's just a, it gets a bit, little tough. Um, you don't want to put them on the free throw line for three, but when Christian Wood puts it on the deck, you certainly could have fouled. When Kevin yeah. Porter put it on the deck, you certainly could have fouled. So if that was the play, the Jazz could have done so. But nonetheless, then Mike Conley buries two threes late and Garrett, carries the jazz to this game that was big time performance because mike was i believe one of seven 
for the night when he hits the first one. Yeah, when he made that three, one of those threes was off the bounce there, uh, straight down the barrel, at, at the, you know, in, in the middle of the floor. But you uh, also got to filter in those free throws that was missed there by uh, Donovan. Uh, I think. Donovan's at 50% on free throws in the clutch this year. And that's not good. I mean, you got your star player who is a very good free throw shooter, you know, at 80, over 80%. Uh, you expect for him to make those, and and uh, but Conley, the veteran, build the Jazz out tonight. All right, let's get some of your questions. Uh, let's start with Donovan. By the way, first half was just masterful. Twenty points, then ten assists. They certainly closed on him. Rudy had ten dunks tonight as well. Those guys were pretty great as well. Let's also, David, that fourth quarter. Look at that fourth quarter there. Seventy-two percent. They were thirteen for eighteen, five for nine from the three-point line. Uh, just some great shooting there by the Rockets in the fourth quarter. And Kenyon Martin Jr. hitting two of those threes. Um, that was there. Hayden says, has there ever been such a level of mentor, mental fragility from a sporting club before? If not uncommon, to double fault, miss penalties, big moments. But a collective group seems a little overstated. But do you, do you credit this to mental fragility or focus or what do you say this <laughs> or is it a weakness that got exposed on the roster i think that could be it as well yeah it could be that absolutely but if you talk to the coaches they're going to say that you know you lose focus and and uh and you end up losing the basketball game i mean it's no way a, a team like the jazz as good as they are uh this is sort of one of the big team the better teams in in the nba uh should not be able to to lose momentum and not be able to get it back. And, and I just think that's a big problem. Lacey says, glad we're getting some practice in clutch, but it's taking years off my life. Is this good practice in close games? Well, absolutely. You know, any any game in, in a close ball game is good practice. It's a good practice for coaches. It's a good practice for players. I mean, there are certain plays you like to run. You you, you work on plays all season long uh, to in, in the closing minutes of a basketball game to try to get, to get buckets. Uh, you get a chance to put some of that stuff together, and uh, but it, it is good practice, so I totally agree with that. A lot of people ask about the foul down three. I think we just addressed it. We'll, I'll find out from – we'll talk to Quinn, find out what they wanted to do or not wanted to do. The best coach ever talked to me about it was Elaine Elliott, the former Utah head coach. Mm -hmm. She said to me, you can tell me everything you want about analytics and what's right to do. I'm going to tell you what we're going to do what we practiced. Yeah. And unless we've taken a lot of time and practiced how to foul, I'm not going to ask my team to foul in that circumstance because they'll probably not do it right if we haven't practiced it. And I think there's some level to that. And the numbers are sliding a little bit both directions on it, but I, I do agree that there were plenty of opportunities to foul if we had wanted Plenty to. of opportunities that from coach to coach it varies, and, 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 it, and it's different. Now, today's basketball, as many players that can shoot the three, uh, that's one thing. Back, I don't know. Let's say let's go back five years, or maybe maybe even as many as ten years. It's not wasn't considered to be a high percentage shot. So you 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 roll the dice and think that okay, that's that's a, a thirty percent shot. We'll roll our dice and see if you can make it. But as many players that can shoot the three nowadays, I think the right thing to do was to play the foul game uh, and, and and foul in that situation. Jazz were playing better without Rudy Gay's taking the minutes of guys who are bringing such great energy in prior games. 
So, Zach, I actually don't think that's inaccurate. I mean, Rudy Gay also went one of seven. So if you go one of seven, it looks like you're lacking energy. Um, but I think you've got to let Rudy Gay try to work his way back. If for 20 games from now, with two, you know, Rudy Gay's not any better and he's now shot 30% or 25% from three for this extended period of time like he did before he got hurt, then yeah. maybe you got to make a change. But yeah, we that- signed him to a three-year contract because he's supposed to be the guy that's going to help us in playoffs in big moments. you got to run him out here for a while and let him see if he can fix it. You can't bench him to win the 72nd game of the year. That would just be horrendously yeah. – that would be our 62nd game of the year. Like that, you're – we're playing for, for June and trying to get to June, and hopefully Rudy Gay is going to be a part of it. So you're going to work him into the lineup and see if you can get him uh, going a little bit more. Any other questions worth grabbing? A lot of Pascal rather than Gay. Seems like you guys are having a good conversation. We'll end with a nice one because it will make you feel good today, Ron. Lacey says, I always listen to two of you, even though it doesn't sync up with FUBU. It's totally worth the delay. My favorite is the play-by-play of what's happening on the sidelines. We're the best, Rob. We're the best. Hello. Thank you. The Jazz have won 9 of 10. Everyone should be happy. Have a good one. This has been Postcast. Talk to you tomorrow from for Locked on Jazz. Have a good one. 9.30 bus. 15 minutes.